Whether you drink soy milk, oat milk, almond milk, rice milk or chalky milk, we've got a seat at the table for you. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Thanks very much, Alex Dyson and your fellow Victorians. They, what? They tracked, they tracked all, the, all the New South Wales cases back to you guys. Dear, oh dear. The Crossroads Hotel. I know. Well, case is still high. The mask uh, mandate is in action, and I went for a uh, went for a walk yesterday on the uh, the first official day of it, and it was actually like I was actually really pleased with just everyone was wearing masks. Like they managed to get them from somewhere. They put them on to you know protect all the other people, and uh, it was okay. So you're welcome, Matt. Soon the wholesomeness will be uh, in your state. Do you know what I mean? I it it just goes to show that any of the you know all the arguments about like uh, ban the burqa and stuff like that. Just shows yeah. that it's all all go. People are like, whoa, whoa. I mean, they could just walk in and commit a crime, and no one's going to see their faces. <laughs> like, yeah, now we're all wearing masks. No one, nothing. The the world has not descended into wild chaos. It's just covering yep. your face for for whatever reason that you so wish to do it to it. Why? Yeah. Anyways. I was hitting polit. That's that was getting pretty political, wasn't it? I was getting. Uh... That's as that's as political <laughs> as Madokan gets, unless someone proposes a, a tax on schnitzels. Uh, that's as <laughs> that's as passionate as Matt's going to get about any sort of policy. But hope you're doing well on this Friday, um, Matt. Yes. How do you like breaking up with someone? Oh, I tell you what, it's uh, happened a couple of times in my life, and I would not set out to. I, it's not fun. It's not it's good. Not it's no. a terrible experience. Yeah. And I, I, I remember a distinct part in my life where it's just the breakup. It's just so sad. It's so awful. You're just like, well, I, I don't want to go out with anyone just in case, you know. In case it in happens case we again. we have to go through we- that again. <laughs> I mean, we could get years of happiness, but just for that month of stuff, no, it's not not worth the risk. But, but you, um, you, I was, you've seen a friend that's, that's had a really different experience. Well, yeah, you know, because there can be breakups, there can be, you know, quick goodbyes and everything. But I, I, one of my friends I saw, he posted on Facebook that he'd broken up, but he'd used the, uh, the term conscious uncoupling. And I read this big post and it sounded like, you know, one of the most reasonable, it's not, not, not sad, but one of the most reasonable thought through big amount of communication. There was a ritual involved. Oh. I wanted to get to the bottom of it because, you know, breaking up, unfortunately, is a part of, of having relationships. So, uh, yeah, I thought it'd be good to catch up with uh, Jamin Heppel and uh, have a chat to him regarding a conscious upcoupling. Because I heard Gwyneth and, you know, Chris Martin went through it years ago, mm. but I don't know what actually that actually means. So, yeah, Jamin's going to be letting us know what happens during a conscious uncoupling. Amazing. Can't wait to hear all about it. Also, we've got a rather interesting story of some yoinkin' that was going on uh, over in Las Vegas. We'll chat about that very, very shortly. This is Matt and Alex. All day breakfast. Hope you're having a good one. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Alex Dyson, do you know what a Moby is? A Moby? Yes. You mean a the, Moby. like, the music producer? Uh, well. Who sings Porcelain and Body Rock? Moby definitely is a, uh, a music producer, Richard Melville Hall. His full name, also an animal <laughs> rights activist. No, I'm talking about a Moby. It's an object. Um, I'm looking at it on Amazon right now. Um, it's completely a Moby out of Dick. St- well, 
Like the whale? It's certainly as big as a whale, and it certainly is a dick. It is a three-foot-long, 50-pound uh, rubber dildo. Um, oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. Yes. I dare say it's not, well, God, I hope it's not, um, you know, <laughs> supposed to be scaled to accurate size. But... Um, <laughs> Please, Lord. Why are you telling me what a, what a Moby is, Matt? Well, well, one, they're unavailable. Have, if you you been, go on. have you been on Urban Dictionary again, mate? <laughs> you love that. Um, That's your homepage. No, I'm, I'm bringing it up because some news out of Las Vegas uh, yesterday is that uh, the, a Moby got, got yoinked, got stolen. Who's stealing a Moby? One <laughs> system, some, some rando. This guy, they caught him on CCTV. Just he's got pockets in his hands. Just walked straight into this uh, I mean, Las hands Vegas in his pockets. hands pockets. <laughs> well, no, he, he oh, yes, boy. he also had hands in his pockets, but in his hands were other pockets. Uh, <laughs> but he he just walks up to this this massive rubber penis that's sitting on the ground mm. in this sex shop, and he just yoinks it over his right shoulder and just walks out. Like he's running away from home. Did he tie a little handkerchief around the end of it so it was uh, hanging like you were running away from home in the 1920s or something like no, that? No, he just chucked it in the back seat of his uh, car and, and uh, drove off. Apparently it's worth $2,000. So he's done a very swift little, uh, little you know, yoink in that. Because he's just yoinked it. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's seen, do you reckon he went in... Sort of knowing he was going to yoink this thing out of uh, out of the sex shop, or it was a like a, a spur of the moment. There's a Moby; it must be mine. You know, I can't afford two thousand dollars for this large, you know, pleasure item. I'm just going to uh, put it over the shoulder and off we go. I think he's probably gone in with it because knowing that they're unavailable and seeing the, the description of them, saying, you know, what would you do with a Moby? You could impress your friends. You could make it in the centerpiece at a wild party. Use it as a unique prop. Or if you're, even if you're, you know, if you're the brave or talented soul out there, you could try and use it as a traditional dildo. So I reckon someone. Oh God. Someone oh God. Has, yeah, has ever said, since Gwyneth Paltrow got involved with this podcast, it's gone downhill. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, well, I mean, maybe that's what they're using it for. It is rubber and, you know, stick a big wick mm. on the end of it and use it as a big candle. <laughs> but, um,. I mean, people have got a lot of their time on their hands with a uh, with COVID on, in the case. I mean, sure, it might it might not be comfortable to use right away, but after six weeks of lockdown, you never know. All right, <laughs> really easy. All right, well, let's move. Let's just steer this ship and not go with the talk back. You know, what do you do with your Moby? Is it a centerpiece of a table setting or something uh, more sinister? We're actually just going to go in. What have you spotted and yoinked? Okay, and we do have Alicia joining us on the phone. we got to clarify, we do not condone straight-up blatant thievery, all right, you know. we exactly. we. Understand. I mean, this is, this is just something that you might have seen. You, you, hopefully you were absolutely entitled to take, mm. um, and you just, you know, you just yoinked it. What a... <laughs> What have you yoinked? My friend and I have travelled the world and every country we go to, we go to a certain hotel chain and have a extra expensive high tea and mm. we feel that we're entitled to take our sugar spoon from our cup of tea because we want to remember our oh. experience. <laughs> 
You yoinked a teaspoon. No, I tell you what, there'll be some restaurateur absolutely. <laughs> well, Matt, you're not telling me in your share houses back at the day there wasn't a couple of schooner glasses that were where they didn't belong. Are no. you trying to tell me that? No. Is that what you're saying? Because this just sounds like the classier version of that. No, I'm serious. What are you using your, your sugar teas for? Do you at least use them at home for sugar? No, they're on display um, on mm. my travel shelf in my house. Oh, tell you what, these serial killers always need to take a trophy, don't they? They need to put them up in the, <laughs> put them up in the house. Yeah. So, There's a spoon for every photo up on the wall. Oh, my God. So you do it every time? Um, where this particular hotel is, yes. So, um, oh my listen to gosh. Alicia deliberately not mentioning the name of this establishment. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, just, I don't want to, you know, publicise how amazing their high teas mm. are and, you know, worth every cent of the teaspoon. <laughs> Absolutely. So can we, right. do we have an actual count? Do you know how many there are? Uh, yeah, I'm looking at them now, actually. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Oh, uh-oh. <laughs> Almost hit double double figures. Yeah, there's here. a fine line between a yoinker and a cat burglar. I got to tell you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for chatting to us. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. <laughs> Thanks, Alicia. Oh, we've also got Claire with us. Hello, Claire. Claire, how are you? Good. Thank you, Claire. So, uh, what have you uh, what have you souvenired yourself recently? <laughs> Well, I stole an entire one litre Stein with a 12-piece cutlery set from a beer hall in Germany and then had to find a way to get probably like three extra kilos of cutlery and porcelain home. <laughs> oh, mate. I've seen that movie. That's Ocean's 14, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's very difficult when you have just like a whole lot of steak knives in your luggage and people are like, what's going on here? Mate, those European airlines—they don't go cheap on the excess luggage either. You could have bought—you could have bought the whole company that makes those glasses Honestly. with the three kilos. Wow. It's, I okay. Mean, it's hardly worth it in the end. <laughs> no, now, no, it's not. Claire, you're at Oktoberfest, I'm assuming here. When you're grabbing a, a Stein, um, was this a yoink <laughs> under the influence? Um, well, <laughs> I'm not going to disclose, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Goodness me. Okay. Well, we appreciate you telling us uh, uh, your story. Hopefully you've learnt your yoinking lesson because, Matt, as we mentioned, we absolutely like the Australian government. We do not condone uh, theft, stealing or what we've seen in this instant, yoinking. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely something that the Australian governments, uh, they've actually started putting out warnings uh, now, because it, it is time to crack down on this kind of uh, criminality, you know. Mm. People think it's a harmless, harmless, uh, it's a victimless crime, but it's not. Exactly. I know you could steal a street sign with your name on it. I know the people around Byron have have stopped putting up Parkway Drive because that keeps getting yoinked. Oh. And so we're, we're sick of it here at All Day Breakfast, and so in conjunction with the authorities at the Australian Federal Police have now put some warnings. This is going to be played on the front of uh, all streaming services in Australia from now on, just to be sure. You wouldn't yoink a car. You wouldn't yoink a handbag. You wouldn't yoink a credit card. So why would you yoink a three-foot dildo, even if it will look hilarious in your sharehouse lounge room? Yoinking. It's a crime. 
coffee? Yeah, go on. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Oh, I feel a buzz. All right, Matt O'Kine, wanted to have a chat now to a gentleman who I haven't talked to for a while. We went to college together. He was the uh, year below me, an awesome dude, but as everyone is these days, uh, friends on Facebook, you get to keep up with people. And uh, this guy, Jamin, posted a really interesting post about uh, something quite personal. He, Him and his partner were separating, but it wasn't just sort of any old separation. It wasn't just a breakup. It was what we've heard, you know, around before, but I've never heard the meaning of a conscious uncoupling. And it was a really great post. I really wanted to ask him a bit about it because it sounds super intense. And so we've got Jamin uh, who's joined us now. G'day, man. Nice to catch up. Yeah, Dyson. Good to see you, man. It's been a long time. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to be uh, meeting you, Jamin. Uh, I was very intrigued when Dyson mentioned that uh, Facebook post had caught his eyes. It's a pretty rare achievement these days for a Facebook <laughs> post to to be, you know, actually interesting and worth talking it's about. But, yeah, but you've actually nailed it. And you're joining us from Bali right now, Jamin. What's happening in Bali? Yeah, so I mean, I'm here right in Ubud, um, right in the thick of things. Now, when I say the thick of things, like it's not very busy because when COVID hit. <laughs> everyone nicked off to their respective parts of the world. And at the time, Jen and I, uh, we actually chose to stay. And as it's turned out, it's been quite an extraordinary place to be as uh, the rest of the world's kind of moved into turmoil. Bali has kind of just really just slowed down and been quite a, a really beautiful and grounded and space to be to be based. Even more bintangs to go around as well, which is... Uh, <laughs> That's right. Is always- no shortage of bintangs, that's for sure. <laughs> Amazing. So, you know, you mentioned Jen just before. I'm assuming Jen is your partner. So you two were together at the time. Um, can you talk to us about what is a conscious uncoupling? What what what, what happened? Yeah, guys. So, um, I mean, so Jen and I, we'd been together for three years. And in that time, uh, a week after we got together... Uh, we met in Melbourne. We moved in together. Three months later, we registered a business together called Mountains and Marathons. And then six months later, uh, we took off to Europe and started traveling the world for two and a half years while we built our business. That was going on for three years. And then you came to a point where you were sort of deciding this might not, this relationship not, might want to not be working for either of you. There was just one, one afternoon where Jen walked into a room and she sat down at the end of the bed and she said, Jamin, uh, I, I need more from you. Uh, I'm requesting more. And, and, I, and Jen and I, we'd already had some quite transparent conversations in the months prior to that. And I said, Jen, I just can't give that to you. And then the two of us just kind of had this moment of like acknowledgement and recognition of what that meant. Um, so we held one another and, and we cried. And then we said, okay, well, um, that's that. Now we just need to navigate how we move things forwards. We checked in and we said, you know what we'd love to do is we'd love to remain business partners and be best friends. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> and so the two of us had to really acknowledge, well, okay, what is that, what is that going to take? And so that's kind of what set about the intention to consciously uncouple. Um, it's kind of like a, a marriage, like a wedding and a honeymoon, kind of like formalizes the, the beginning of a new chapter of a relationship. We believe the same thing is necessary for the closure of a relationship. And wow. to really you know, an anti honeymoon. It's like it's like it's yeah. like the opposite of a honeymoon, exactly. <laughs> and so um, similar to the retreat, the leadership retreats and personal development retreats we run, there's a particular process that we follow to facilitate people's growth and transformation. And so we just applied the same principles to uh, a retreat that we created for ourselves over a 48-hour period of time where we um, the components, are, the first part is separation. So 
we left our villa in Changu and we rented out a villa in Ubud for 48 hours. And when we arrived, we then moved into uh, story. And in the story component, Jen and I, we just sat down for three hours and we literally just shared stories of our most memorable moments, the highs and lows for about three hours. And Whoa. we laughed and we cried. And, and within that too, what we got really connected to was a reminder as to why we weren't a match and why it wasn't going to work. Because some of those, you know, just some of those moments came up that we were really able to just acknowledge going, ah, that was an initial sign right there. And we could sort of really represent that. We then moved into the challenge. And so the challenge component of transformation is where you kind of like lean into the shadow, lean into the, lean into the stuff that's uncomfortable. And so Jen and I agreed on three questions that we would, um, that we would step into together. Were they the same questions oh, each or did you, or did you get to, you just got to write three that you really don't want to know and the other person didn't know the questions. The question that I asked myself to determine the questions was what would be the most hectic questions to confront. Ah! Yeah, I'm <laughs> like that. I'm super nervous. I know. I mean, I'm, I'm not even breaking up with you right now here, Jamin. Yeah. So I, yeah. so I can't I imagine how you, you and Jen were feeling. Jamin, I've spent time. my whole life avoiding these questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you mind us asking what they were? Are you able to share yeah. with us that? Yeah, and so um, <laughs> that's that's funny, Matt. <laughs> There's something in that, by the way, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but the questions that came through was, the first one was loud and clear, which is, what are you going to miss most? And the reason why that question, you know, just as a question, it doesn't seem that intense, but when you relate it to like everything that you love about a relationship and everything that you're attached to about the future that you're living into together, you know, the the, the kids that now won't be had, the, the, the house that you're going to buy together, like all of those things, that all comes inside that question. And so the first one was, what are you going to miss most? Uh, the second one, what are, you, what are your deepest uh, insecurities and fears and doubts about the future? And then the third one was, what's the worst thing the other person could do? And so with, um, with those kind of three questions being the guide, we then just sort of, we sat down, we had a cup of tea and then, um, and then I just started. I said, what I'm going to miss most is um, when you give me a massage, what I'm going <laughs> to miss most is that moment when you touch me on the back of the neck, when you walk past me, uh, what I'm going to miss most is talking about uh, the names of our future kids. Like, yeah, you know, it's just incredible. Like, the little things to the big things. We just named it all. And as you can imagine, like this stuff just doesn't live conceptually. It lives in the body. And mm. so as we're naming these things, like a, a powerfully cathartic process, like a lot of, like a lot of emotion, a lot of grief, a lot of sadness, just all of it's just flowing out. And so, you know, I'm there sharing Jen's just like witnessing me in that. And then similarly Jen's sharing and I'm witnessing her and the two of us just sort of held this container for one another to just, just let it all go. And to be honest with you, like we're there for maybe an hour and a half, two hours, just like I'm going to miss, I'm going to miss, I'm going to miss. Yeah, wow. Wow, that's amazing. The bit that comes after the challenge is then acknowledgement and, sp and spirit and vision. And so in acknowledgement and spirit, that was where Jen and I then the following day, we just got together and we just celebrated and acknowledged everything that was inspiring about our relationship and what we hope to take into future relationships. And then the final piece is vision. So as I shared earlier, we've created best friends and business partners as a context. So then we just spoke about, okay, well, how are we going to create that? What are the boundaries in our relationship that will help facilitate that? 
uh, obviously a work in progress, but separation, story, challenge, acknowledgement and vision. They're the stages of the um, of the process that we went through. It's inc- an incredible story there, Jamin. I couldn't help but um, yeah, take note of when I was reading it that Matt O'Kind, you know, you've and you've put, you've talked about this on stage and on your TV show before. You had a s- similar ish situation in which you were breaking up with a, a person in Bali, like Jamin. You were in Bali well, at the time with. Well, Jen. no, look, it was a little bit different. What happened but, was yeah, we it was were a breaking bit up. It was a lot different. <laughs> And uh, and then we we got we had a flight still booked for this trip to Bali, and neither of us wanted to cancel the flights. Like we weren't going to get our money back, so we're like, oh, all right, well, let's just go on the trip. But it was uh, what I will say is that it was actually a really nice closure to the relationship because there was a lot of reflection and a lot of talk, and we you know we decided that it was over by that stage, and this that would be the last hurrah. What I do thank you for though, Jamin, is for. Uh, now not only are people going to be having uh, weddings over in Bali that we've all got to go fly over, you know, for, they're going to be inviting us to their conscious uncoupling. Oh, come join us in Ubud. I'll be like, oh, great, another $2,000. There's a whole new market opening up here. There's a whole new, exactly. whole new service. Yeah, yeah um, incredible. Yeah. I would ask Jamin just a, a final question, I guess, for yeah. you as well. But what was the sort of final sort of goodbye where you, you know, left each other's presence for the for the last time as a, as a couple? What was that moment like? Are you able to describe that? So as part of this, you know, we're still best friends and business partners, but we've agreed that the physical separation is an important component here. And so um, Jen has since moved to another another location. We just held each other for a couple of minutes. Tears come down our face and, and we just said, I'll see you when I see you. And um, it was just this kind of moment of like, oof, just like that final. Yeah. All right, Man. script writers take note. They, this is uh, <laughs> the, the movie will be out pretty soon, I'm sure. Yeah, wow. Uncoupling in Ubud, that's what I'll call it. Um, I'll, I'll get the rights to it straight away. Jamin, seriously, um, for anyone who's really interested, I mean, it seems like this is this is the kind of uh, philosophy-driven lifestyle that you lead with a lot of other things that you do, including the business you were talking about. So just let people know how they can connect with you or follow what what you do in, in the business world so that they can, you know, if, if they like these ideas that you've got, they can sort of connect with you personally. The company that we run is called Mountains and Marathons. It's a leadership development company that supports people to transform their life while they prepare to run a marathon or climb a mountain in extraordinary locations around the world. Um, you'll catch me personally on Facebook, um, just under Jamin Heppel. And um, as far as Mountains and Marathons goes, the website, www.mountainsandmarathons.world, or you can follow us on Facebook as well. Well, Jamin, what's more tiring, a conscious uncoupling or a marathon? What what takes it out of you the most? <laughs> <laughs> well, I will take a marathon over a conscious uncoupling. <laughs> oh, thanks That's so much, That's a fair call. Jamin. I love it, Jamin. So yeah. nice to catch up with you. Thank you so much for chatting to us. And like this really adult, reasonable conversations, I think is something that we should all be having. So I really appreciate your time being so open with us. Pass on our best to Jen. Really appreciate that uh, obviously she's a, a part of this as well. And uh, yeah, we Wish you mm. both the best going into the future. You're so welcome, guys. No, thanks for the thanks for the chat, and it's great to connect again. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. All day breakfast. Alex Dyson speaking a little bit earlier about uh, Yoinkin. 
you know. Um, <laughs> Alicia mentioned she yoinks the uh, teaspoon from a popular high tea she goes to. Apparently, in your report in the uh, New York Times, uh, or New York Post, sorry, said $100 million a year it costs hotels in America, yoinking. Um, well, I'll tell you what, the thing that costs hotels in Victoria in quarantine was not yoinking, it was boinking. <laughs> Think of the economy now that this COVID thing got out of there. That's the real cost. Look at you can yoink a teaspoon. <laughs> <laughs> um, the 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 Telegraph in the UK. Here's a few things they did a survey about people who you know for people who've been yoinking, and these are some of the things people are yoinking from uh, from the hotels. So batteries and light bulbs. All right. Out of oh, the, uh... they literally take the batteries out of the TV remotes. <laughs> yep, yep. Oh, what dirty dogs! <laughs> um, picture picture frames is one, which is I found oh. interesting. Um, just straight up curtains. How good is that? Just, I can just Who imagine the, the cleaner this? walking in and being like, is it sunny in here? <laughs> go and oh close the, oh, not again. So uh, there you go. And also the most, one of the most obvious ones, of course, mini, mini bar and food. And it is uh, chatting about food that we're about to do right now, Alex Dyson. Yeah, because there's, there's one group of people who I despise more than yoinkers. It is weird eaters. Uh, but Matt O'Clyde oh, revealing himself to be an absolute psychopath <laughs> who nibbles the chocolate <laughs> off a Malteser <laughs> before oh, having the small ball of malt to Dude, suck on until it that's dissolves. Nothing. I okay. This is how I like to eat my noodles. I take them using my chopsticks. Okay, just this is two minute noodles, most sort of ramen, anything like that. I then lift them to far above my head, right, and then I lower them onto my tongue, feeling them collapse and fold onto my palate. Oh my God. Whilst the droplets of broth fall into my mouth. And I imagine I'm a small bird being fed by its mother. All right, that is how you I eat. You are disturbed. <laughs> no, I still don't eat chips. I still don't eat chips using my thumb and, f- and index finger because back in, you know, 1996 when I was in primary school, someone said if you touch a wish finger with your thumb, that you don't get the wish. So I, I never make the, I never risk it. I just go in with the index and the middle finger. He eats chips with your finger chopsticks. That's yeah. absolutely ridiculous. But we did put the call out if you had any food rituals, okay? If you must devour your meals or snacks in a particular way. And I'm very sorry to say that there were a lot of <laughs> gremlins that were uh, coming out of the woodwork, including Phil. Phil, hello. G'day. How's it going? Good, thanks, Phil. Pretty now, good. hit us. What are you, what are you eating? doesn't matter what it is. It could be anything from a bottle of Coke to a sandwich. I, I actually, like, get my nose close to it and smell it before I eat it. <laughs> so you really, like, dig the schnoz right in. A real deep, a real deep smell. <laughs> and um, I, I just do it automatically. <laughs> it, it just happens no matter what. Pretend your phone is the meal. Just give us yep. a listen sound of what you're going to do. What do you do? All right, so I've, I've got my uh, can of Coke. Mm-hmm. I go, and then I go, and I sniff the bubbles, and then, <laughs> and then, and then I, and then I take. Wait, a wait, sip. wait, Phil, do you let out an <laughs> or anything to that to that effect? No, no I, I don't. I don't do any um, audible ahs or anything, but it's mainly just the the, the sniff. And so, I mean, do, you do, this every, <laughs> do you do this every every sip and every bite, or you, it's just the very initial unwrapping, uncapping? That's the, when you do the sniff. Yeah, whenever I'm served anything, it doesn't matter what it is. It, it, it's a can, a beer, a um, noodles. 
it's the same thing. <laughs> you the just lean first, in. The very first one. <sighs> yeah, it, it weirds it weirds my uh, wife out, and uh, it weirded yeah. my um, mother-in-law out. <laughs> well, of course it does. You know, she serves you a meal, and you're just leaning in. <sighs> she actually asked um, uh, my wife, like, why does he? Why does he smell everything? Does he? Does, he think I'm trying to poison him or something. So. <laughs> well, thank yeah. you very much for uh, chucking your nose over um, Matt and Alex's all-day breakfast today, Phil. <laughs> we very much appreciate it. Hope it uh, got the whiff of approval yep. from the uh, sniff master himself. Actually, hang on the line there, Phil. I've got a candle we'll send you as a little prize for um, <laughs> for joining us. It's very kind of you. We've also got Dahlia who has given us a call. Hey, Dahlia, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Well, thank not too you, bad. You got, now you've got a bit of a food ritual when it comes to uh, well, a couple of things: tiny teddies, grapes, and almonds. Yeah. So the first one, tiny teddies, you've got to bite off, and it, it's okay. Everyone does it differently, but you can't eat the face or the body without just just pulling off the legs and the arms first. Then the ears. Yes. Um, you dismember your prey. To start Absolutely. Just, you yeah. take little tiny nibbles off those. E- you break those little ears <laughs> off. There's a nook for your teeth in between oh, the parts. I know. And then, and then, you, then you've just yeah. got a little limbless, like, little bear that, that, that doesn't have ears, legs or arms, and then you, then you just pop the whole thing in, right? Yeah, and I think it was a gateway to my adult, well, you could call it being an adult, but I make ginger dead men um, at Christmas time, and I chop off the legs and the arms and I put some red icing to make them. Um, you know, cross-eyed and they're morbid. But, she can't um, be stopped. I think it was a gateway right. drug. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, that's uh, there's other there's other issues here, Dahlia. But uh, <laughs> but I mean, I do the same with caramello koalas as well. You've got to nibble the ears off, the legs yeah. off, then the arms, and then you can get it long. You got to like drag it out. Yeah. And so with grapes, what are we looking at here? Because I, I actually quite like you know peeling the grape um, with, you know, peeling the skin off with my teeth and then popping just a little juice ball into my mouth. How do you go about yeah, it? Yeah, I do it exactly the same. The skin tastes disgusting, but you get the grape for longer. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and here's a little tip. When someone talks about tannins in wine, right, I'm not saying this to you, Dahlia, I'm just saying to anyone who's listening who is interested about wine, when someone talks about the tannins in wine, all right, next time you have a grape, Peel the skin off with your teeth and just chew on the skin. And that dustiness that you have on the end of your tongue, that's what tannins are, all right? You can do the same with an apple. If you eat a bit of apple skin, that's what a tannin is. And producer Sam is making the the wanking hand gesture as if I'm I'm some sort of yoinking off a big Moby. But come on, mate. (laughs) I'm just trying to teach the world here the things that they know. That might be why I'm so tired because tannins actually counteract iron levels. And oh. um, that might be that could be the answer, or it's just because I'm working from home in my pajamas. I tell you <laughs> what, <laughs> we started off a bit dodgy with uh, yoink and dildos of this show, but we have landed in a very scientific place. Uh, so I, we appreciate you getting involved with us, Dahlia. Uh, thank, thank you very you. much. Did you want to give us finally your almond ritual? It's a peeling technique as well, uh, while trying Ooh. not to get any flesh of the actual almond in your peeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and then cracking it on the back of the molar to see if you can get a nice, clean split through the almond. <laughs> and yes. sometimes you do. Oh, my God. <laughs> Tell you what, Dahlia, we should have lunch one day. It'll be the longest, most excruciating <laughs> sight 
that Alex Dyson will ever oh witness and God. we will be in I'll heaven. I'll just be sitting there absolutely <laughs> just fidgeting, waiting for this to finish. You mean. Me. No, you're a legend, Dahlia. Thank you so much. Thanks. Dahlia, you're the best. All the best, hey? See ya. Well, there you go, Alex Dyson. I tell you what, at some points, <laughs> uh, particularly when it comes to dismembering things, psychotic behaviour, okay? Ah, bottoms up. Alex Dyson, that brings us to the end of the show and the end of a week. It is Friday, so we're going to clean out the fridge just quickly. Um, having a look at a few of the leftovers that have come in. Yeah, always love getting your messages in regards to whatever we're talking about throughout the week. Always love hearing from you. If you've got a story, if you've got a comment regarding it, please feel free to get in touch in any channel you deem fits. Yeah, Tessa Bell on Instagram uh, message said, Hey dudes, I just need to tell you my four-year-old daughter freaking adores both bin songs. And we listen to the most days now. This is the bin song. The bin goes up, then the bin goes down. So Tessabelle says he, she even has a dance to go with the kids' version. You've struck gold, friends. Love your work. Keep it up. Thanks, Tess. Oh, that's so good. One of my best mates, I sent him the um, the adult version. He played it on repeat for like five hours. He loved it. <laughs> you, know, you need a longer version. <laughs> Oh, what? Where's the love for good vacuum? Nick Cody oh. sent me his his little one dancing along to good oh. vacuum. Come on, good vacuum lovers, Ooh. get get clicking. She's like, good vacuum, she don't make no fuss. She's gonna pick up all that dust. She's like, hey, uh, what's happening over on Discord? Uh, we got NK getting in touch about what's your case of mistaken identity. We heard yesterday your partner uh, danced in a silly jumper in front of the wrong Beck, uh, who she'd never met before. Uh, but NK said, this happened about a week ago. My wife and I were doing the grocery shopping in Aldi. She told me to go grab some sauce. I got distracted on Instagram. So when I walked back through the source in the trolley and started uh, walking away, I started hearing some shouting from behind me, turned around and found a girl chasing me because I've just thrown the pasta in her trolley and made off with it. Uh, it had a purse in there, so she was chasing me down. Would have uh, looks like he was doing a bit of a uh, trolley yoink by yeah. the sound of things there, NK. Um, and uh, Anthony F. Robinson on Instagram as well said, Clickfish is supposed to stop me from clicking. But, man, the Britney story is one tempting worm. I'm now 16 articles deep on the topic. No wonder producer Bron logged some serious screen time hours over the weekend. Producer Bron is here with us Friday afternoon. I mean, a lot of people just messaged Bron the uh, the hands-on-the-side, mouth-open, ghosty scream emoji at your four hours on TikTok for one day. <laughs> it was confronting to see the actual figures. I, I didn't know it was that much. I was really surprised. The whole point of TikTok is the videos don't go for, like, longer than 60 seconds. You watched four hours of them. You know what's funny as well? On the weekend, I was like, I can't be bothered what's sitting down and watching a movie for an hour and a half. <laughs> Four hours of TikTok it's, You sound like someone on one of those medical shows, Bron Who go and sit in front of the doctor And the doctor shows you Here are the blood pressure results You know, you've really got to stop And you're like, oh, that is a bit high By the looks of things now <laughs> you know? Well, uh, hopefully over the weekend, Bron You'll uh, be spending as much time on your phone Because we're going to have Clickfish again on uh, Monday So, you know, hopefully you'll be clicking all the things That we're uh, too cool to so thank you for all your hard work. We know you do it for the job, 
bra, not it for is. any other reason. It's for I do it for you guys. Yeah, big sacrifices <laughs> made. Thanks, Bron. Hey, uh, and thank you for listening um, to Matt and Alex all day breakfast this week. We honestly, it is genuinely um, the highlight of our days um, being a part of your days. So thank you so much for, for enjoying it. And uh, keep an ear out across the weekends. Uh, a long lunch will be had with uh, Mr. James Bay, who was an absolute champion. Um, mm. You'll get to hear the full chat we had with James, uh, Jimmy B, as, you know, now we're mates. You sit down for a long lunch and uh, the nicknames start coming out, so that'll be good. And uh, quite a special midnight snack as well. You might uh, have a look at who's hovering around the fridge come midnight on Saturday. It should be quite interesting. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us again. Please get in touch at any time that you might want to uh, talk to us at matt.m.alex on Instagram or hit us up on our Discord. Guys, have a good weekend. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.